This is the Geek Therapy Podcast. Join Lara Taylor and me, Josue Cardona, as we celebrate how geek culture is saving the world. Currently, we're focusing on a geek therapy library. The library is designed to help fans communicate through their favorite movies, books, and games. It's a resource for therapists, teachers, and parents to find a way to work with or talk about important things through awesome content. Welcome to the show. Hey, Lara, it is still Mental Health Awareness Month. What? It's still... Middle it's Health still, Awareness Month. It's not over after like a week or two. <laughs> no, no, it's still it's still May. Uh, so this month uh, will never be over. It may. It eventually the way months work, uh, it will be over. <laughs> the way time works and yeah. science. <laughs> oh man! So I thought that today we could talk about talking about mental health. Okay, that's what. Yeah, that's, that's meta. <laughs> that is. I know. I know. That's that's a topic, and um, we we actually do that a lot here, right? <laughs> Ever since we started working on the library, that's kind of the point. And just about every week, except for when we get really like geeking out about something. Yeah, yeah, well, and mean, even, even then we throw it talk. in there. Yeah, even our Rogue One talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe, <it's> true. maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, um, what I'm what I'm thinking is, you know, we. I think that talking about mental health is is important. I think one of the, you know, the whole reason about Mental Health Awareness Month is for more people to talk about it. And it would be great if more people did talk about it. Um, and so I think there are different ways to talk about it. There are probably good and bad ways to talk about it. But you and I have a particular view on this, which is related to to media, right? That's what the library is about. That's what That's what we try to do every week. And so I kind of want to talk about that in general. And and I'm curious when – like, how do you feel? Like, do you think people talk enough about mental health? Do you think there is enough mental health talk out there? Do you think we don't need something like Mental Health Awareness Month? I think we kind of are have surrounded ourselves with a bubble. Um, we are in a group of – I mean, we have are in several groups of, like – uh, mental health professionals. I'm definitely working in the, in an office full of mo- mental health professionals. I surround myself with people who talk about mental health in their own lives. Um, in several of the, like when I hang out with my wife's friends who are cartoonists, they talk about mental health and how it helps them, how drawing helps them. So is that because you're there or is that just like something that cartoonists do? It's something cartoonists do. I think a lot of cartoonists deal with their stuff and that's artists in general, I think um, tend to use art to express what is going on internally. And so I think they're more apt to talk about mental health and, and it's just something I notice people around me talk about. And I don't know if, if like I, I wish I had the, the ability to realize whether it was, before I went into the field that I'm in or not, you know, I don't know. But um, it is something that people talk about. I think outside of this bubble that I have created for myself, it may not be talked about as much. I know that um, in a lot of communities, people don't don't talk about it and you hide away what is going on and you don't necessarily want to know what's going on with your kids or your parents or your sister or your siblings or your friends. Um, and some people don't re like things that I take for granted that people know about 
some people are like, well, what's that? Um, I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head that um, recently happened and I can't, but I know it's there that there's like things that like, uh, I think it was something about like high functioning anxiety, which is something I've seen a lot online hmm. posts about people who are dealing with anxiety under the surface and um, are able to function really well. And you would never guess that, you know, this person who looks like an extrovert is really um, like cringing inside and trying to deal with anxiety and feeling like people are looking at them strangely and things like that. Um, like they're embarrassed or, or ashamed of what they, what they're saying. Um, and then I see lots of posts about that, but other people, when I mention it, it's like, what is that? Like, huh? I don't, I don't get it. And, um, so I don't know. It, it depends on, it depends on where you are and, and who you talk to and if your friends are therapists or <laughs> people who have been in therapy, you know? Well, what I like that we do is that, you know, we probably wouldn't say high-functioning anxiety in one of yeah. the conversations when, you know, when we're talking about like that feeling, like I might say, you know, you feel you're feeling scared, but you're you're going forward anyway, right? Something that might yeah. be easily represented in a story or or in a movie, right? Something that a character is going through. Kind of we try to bring it down to a relatable level. Yeah. And and that's what that's why I love what we do. That's why I think it's important to to talk about it in that way, because you're right, like a character in a book is not I am currently my, my anxiety is current like you could currently consider me high functioning right. um anxiety. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, or something like that. Um and, and terminology in general. And that's why when Whenever we talk about the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, you know, every disorder has a series of symptoms, and those symptoms are are a real thing, and they're not comfortable, and they're not good, and you can have one of them, and one of them is already a problem for you. You know, you don't have to have, you don't have to and meet the criteria. And it doesn't meet a criteria necessarily yeah, for yeah. a disorder, right? Which would require many of them. So, so I think I think maybe that the way we talk about um, mental health is it's complicated, right? Like, are we, <laughs> I think the way people, I think, you know, psychology especially is like just a, it's, it's a stupid term because it can cover everything. And it does mental, cover everything. <laughs> yeah. And mental health is, is not as bad, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Because mental health can be positive. It can be negative. It can be good. It can be, you know, you can feel good. You can feel bad. You can do something that benefits your mental health. You can do something that um, is unhealthy. Mm -hmm. There's there there's so much to talk about and and feelings and the way you see the world and you know so your perspective your beliefs the the your circumstances like all of that can play a role so it's a very very broad topic there's a there's a lot to cover <laughs> yeah so, so in general I think you know it's just great to for people to talk about their perspective and talk about how they're feeling yeah and maybe someone is well informed enough to say yeah like I'm currently at a level of high functioning anxiety but which high functioning anxiety I don't think is necessary I, ha I haven't looked at the DSM recently I don't think it's actually in there but it's it's a term that I feel some people have taken on for themselves um just because it, it 
if you're high functioning, it's not necessarily at a level where it's a disorder, but it is something that maybe you want to talk to a therapist about because you're having these feelings that are uncomfortable for you. Oh yeah, I'm not even going to get into the validity yeah. of that of that term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if that's how you feel, like I kind of I, I kind of get what you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. um, you you may or you may not meet the criteria for anxiety now or before. Like I, I don't know. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a, like you said. It's a conversation to have with with a mental health uh, professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I want to do two things. I want to briefly discuss an article that that. Um, we talked about yesterday briefly. So, so yesterday we did something cool, uh, which was um, like our first Geek Therapy Network roundtable. We we brought hosts from many different shows together to talk about a particular topic, and I will we will do something with that episode very soon. It'll probably end up on this feed, maybe next week. And uh, <laughs> maybe. we just dis- yeah, and we discussed um, we briefly discussed an article that uh, Kelly Dunlap um, from. Uh, Geek Therapy Network shows, Headshots, and Psych Tech. She she suggested we discuss on the show, and we talked about it briefly. It was a it was on Vox.com, and it was called. Uh, the headline was: Therapists and principals say teens shouldn't watch Thirteen Reasons Why. We think they are wrong, and it is a an interview with a father and a son. The father, I'm not sure how old he is, but the son is 15 years old, mm-hmm. and. Interestingly, um, in this week's Psych Tech episode, which you can find uh, at psychtechpodcast.com, the uh, Kelly like she hates this article. She <laughs> she is not happy about this article at all. And I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. So for for her take, um, check out Psych Tech. Um, but I love the article because what it does is it shows um, the father and the son talking about how because of the graphic depiction, maybe not graphic, but because of the depiction of um, of so many things. And actually, this is a good uh, moment for a content warning. We will be talking <laughs> about um, a variety of mental health um, issues. So mm-hmm. we already talked about anxiety, but we will talk about other things, including sexual assault, suicide, although briefly, nothing in too much detail, but we will be talking about mental health uh, issues in general um, that are portrayed in in different forms of media. So uh, the article, the the father and the son, essentially, they're able to talk about bullying and mental health issues and suicide because of the show. That's my Mm -hmm. takeaway from it. So as you can imagine, I love this article. (laughs) Of course you do. Right. Um, I, I, I love what's what's happening. And it's kind of a dialogue between um, the father, the father and the son. Well, it, they're interviewing both of them in turn. And and I love that. Right. It's it's very I, because I believe that that is one way to mm-hmm. talk about mental health. Right. It's hard to sometimes just bring it up. And what I got from that article was that by seeing these uh, acts of, of bullying and harassment and even sexual assaults, right, being um, committed throughout the episode by these students in a high school, the father was saying that, you know, like, wow, like this is, this is a portray- one portrayal of an American high school. And my, I'm able to talk to my son about these things. Um, maybe things that I hadn't thought of, or maybe things that I hadn't seen in a particular light before. And now he's being open with me also. And we're, we're talking about these issues, which are real. I, I, I love that. 
So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I kind of again, that's kind of what we do, and I think I think that that is one good way of, of talking about um, mental health, especially when it's hard to come to those topics just out of the blue, you know. Yeah, and I mentioned on the roundtable yesterday um, that one of my coworkers, she has kids that are probably too young to be watching Thirteen Reasons Why, um, but she watched it, she loved it, and um, she was able to take in like this is these are things that I'm going to have to worry about when my kids go into middle school and high school, and um, these are things that I'm going to want to talk to them about. Um, and be ready to talk to them about. And she works in mental health already, so she's prepared her a little bit to talk about things. But, um, you know, we work with a population that sometimes we feel like these things only happen to these kids, um, you know, kids in, in foster care and, and, um, and, and in the juvenile justice system um, and who are at risk of being in those systems. Um, but it doesn't just happen to them. Yeah. Um, it ha- it can happen to any kid at, and, um, you know, I'm glad that she has that experience of being able to watch this and be like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm going to have to talk to my kids about bullying and cyberbullying and all these things and make sure that they can protect themselves and know to speak to me and tell me if anything happens and feel comfortable. And I can do this before it happens. So... Yeah. Um, one thing like I, I like to mention here is that, you know, to see positive portrayals of things that um, people that minorities do or that um, girls are doing right to see that in media, like it shows you if you can see that it can happen, you know, it might it, it helps you believe that it's possible. And mm-hmm. but the opposite is true. Right. Like we're seeing these depictions of horrible things that are happening in schools that are they're they're fictional, but they're not out of the mm-hmm. realm of possibility. You know, mm-hmm. people die Kids drink, kids tease each other, kids, you know, attack each other. Like all these things do happen, you know. Um, young girls are raped. Like these things mm-hmm. happen all the time. And and it, it again, because the show is popular and like we were talking about before recording, like we think it's a high quality show, right? Like it's just like yeah. a good show. Um, and then but because of all that graphic stuff, like it can be difficult to to watch, which is kind of where I fall. Where like mm-hmm. ultimately the show is very uncomfortable for me because it reminded me a lot of of many things that I saw and experienced in high school. I hated high school. I still hate high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and that makes it uncomfortable. And you know actually um have you have you watched The Handmaid's Tale? No I haven't because I don't have a Hulu account. So uh, no spoilers for The Handmaid's Tale but holy shit, that show makes me feel way more uncomfortable than 13 Reasons Why. There's some stuff that goes down. and I've and heard it's that, very um, relatable to the current like, climate of the, war, of the country. <laughs> I mean, well, to, to a certain extent. <laughs> to a certain uh, extent, and yeah, it's an exaggerated yeah. version of it. But yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no, no. It definitely feels like, whoa, like if things continued in this direction – that would be the the dystopian extreme, yeah. um, but the things that people are experiencing one on one are just, are just horrible, and and I think man I I think that there's yeah I warn people I would warn people I think I also think it's an amazing show that like, I can't stop watching <laughs> it's really good but at the same time oh like it's it's hard to watch because of what people are going through 
But if it gets people to talk, you know, um, yeah, I mean, actually, so so especially the things that happen to women. So I was watching mm-hmm. the show with three women in the room. And after one episode, I just asked them, well, like, how do you guys feel? Because I feel horrible. <laughs> and and that's not even like I can't even imagine that happening to me because there are things that couldn't happen to me as a, as a man in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it but it was a conversation, right, that we could start that I probably randomly wouldn't have started at any other time if we weren't kind of primed by by the medium. Um, so that's why I think media matters a lot <laughs> because it, because it can help us talk about things that we don't usually talk about. So, so, so I want us to practice that. Um, we got an email a couple of weeks ago and, and, um, I've been wanting to address it. Essentially, uh, this person works in social services and she was asking, you know, for any, any, any sort of media that could address some of the issues that she might be facing. So I said, Hey, well, you know, what, what are the, you know, like you mentioned before, you worked with a very specific population. There are things that you see over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, so I asked her like, hey, so yeah, let me know um, what kind of, of issues are, are, you know, you're working with and, and maybe we'll address them. So she sent me a list. <laughs> it's a pretty long list. And I saw you sent me that email. It's a long list. I was like, oh, how am I going to find anything? Like, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it is. It is a lot of stuff. It's a but, lot and a lot of different specific, like, like there's a general topic and then there's very, like, this is a certain age group that you're looking at and this is a certain age group. And there are things that you have to find for different age groups. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Like, because when we're talking about there are two reasons why, you said, I wouldn't recommend that for younger kids. And I completely agree. But a lot right. of those issues... Maybe, you know, maybe not something like rape, but definitely bullying comes up in shows that are for younger for younger kids. And we definitely spark a conversation about that or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe not the graphic, you know, showing of, of sexual assault that happens at 13 Reasons Why. But there could be, you know, unwanted attention or unwanted advances, unwanted right. physical contact, you know, something that is that could be handled in a much more, you know, kid friendly way. Um yeah. 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 I mean, and th- there are tons of books and, you know, written ex- explicitly for that reason. But, you mm-hmm. know, they do come up in media, too. Lots of stuff um, we can pull from. So I kind of want to go down the list and just see if we can. I didn't I didn't prep at all. Right. Like I sent you the email. Um, right. Back when right. We got it. I didn't do it. And I, I don't want us to even go into what we have of the library. I want us to see if we can come up if with things. If we can think of something just like on the fly. Yep. 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 There's so, going to be a lot of like empty space for you to edit <laughs> a lot of ums and ahs um, uh, uh, mm, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe not i mean we've been doing this but for maybe a while, not so we may see. be like on top of it like yeah yep so uh she said essentially typical issues that my team uh is faced with are separation from family separation from family mm-hmm. um and th- like i said it can depend on um, it can depend on the on the age of the kids. Um, so let's think kids, right? Let's think let's think teenagers, little, like early like teenagers. teenagers, early yeah. teenagers. Well, it doesn't matter if it could be for kids or, or older, like whatever whatever comes to mind. There's a lot of separation from family. You can go with a lot of different superheroes. You can go and right now I just mentioned before I think before we were recording that uh, Supergirl being super. Um, I don't know if that necessarily that specific Supergirl really focuses on being separated from family, but um, like Supergirl 
being separated from her family on Krypton, Superman being separated from his family on Krypton. Um, yep, and those are those are core um, you pieces can find, of, of their story. Right, and you can find a lot of different things for different ages that kind of deal with that in those um, in those in that vein. Yep, um, and in their case, they're actually orphaned. They're not actually separated from the family, right? Um, right. But they're but they're still relatable. Um, there's there are relatable feelings there, and yeah. something that they have in common is that they always have some version of their parents available, right? Mm-hmm. What what um, a child we might be working with might have a photo or a belonging of that person. Superman or and Supergirl always some have video or recording or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially and, and Superman and, and Supergirl always have some sort of hologram computer interface that they can kind of interact with the simulation of their parents. Um, uh, so so there's definitely a lot to work with uh, there in some of their stories. Last week we talked about um, well two weeks ago we talked about Guardians. No, mm-hmm. it was last week Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. And there's a um, lot of separation there. Well, again, I think it's a lot of um, people. Yeah, like some of the characters, we don't know if their parent, if their families were were killed. In case of Peter, he's definitely he he's not around his father, and he meets him later on as an adult, and and has this idea in his head of who his father could be, and and that kind of uh, drives him uh, for a while. Yeah, Marvel Silk. Yeah, Marvel Silk. For ten years, right? Her, 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 she's she's separated from her family, and when she comes out, the the first thing that she does is look for her family. She she immediately looks for finds her brother, um, and she's still kind of looking for her parents. So that case, she's not sure if they're dead or alive, but she's definitely um, looking for. They were alive when they were separated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of ah. Uh... I'm trying to think of a story where the, where people were removed, yeah, you know, against against their will necessarily. Um. Hmm. Oh, um, um, maybe a story like Cinderella, right? Yeah, yeah. Where um, I think it was in the newest movie where her father was traveling, right? And even though he in the story in, in you know the live action movie it he eventually dies um while he's traveling in the actual like throughout the years she is separated from her father and has to stay with with unfortunately like an evil stepmother in this case and you know a lot of kids they may not have an evil step parent but they feel that way uh once upon a time Emma mm, being, yes. t- she wasn't necessarily taken against her will, like she wasn't taken, she was given up to protect her um, from no, this that, evil curse, but she grows up good. in the foster care system, um, and there's a lot of issues with good homes and not so good homes. Um, yeah, Once Upon a Time is fantastic, because not only um, do you see, you see um, her parents, right, dealing with the separation, you see her and also her kid is put up for adoption too. Mm-hmm. So all of them are actually separated for big chunks of their life and then they yeah. come together. So there's also that piece of it. Like what happens when you are separated for a long time and then you come together? Like what what kind of issues come up then? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you get to see that play out over six seasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, some seasons are better than others and some episodes are more <laughs> focused on that that issue. But it comes up a lot, yeah. Um, but it comes up a lot. Um, another show that's really good, I think, is um, The Fosters. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that show. It covers, like, 
any social issue you could come up with. Um, I think it covers, it's a, um, a lesbian couple who have, um, one of them has a biological son from a previous marriage and they have adopted, uh, four other kids and, um, hilarity ensues <laughs> and drama. Um, but it talks a lot about the current foster care system, um, in the United States and dealing with being separated from parents and what happens when your biological parents come back into your life and they've had other children and what those kind of feelings come up like, Oh, why can't you take care of me? You couldn't take care of me, but you can take care of my baby sister. Um, uh, there's a yeah that show okay, is amazing okay. <laughs> all right so the the next one on the list is abandonment and i actually now that i think about it some of the examples we gave probably cover this de- one definitely yeah. fit into abandonment because even though yes like superman and supergirl were separated from their family it's really um they actually feel at times like they were abandoned in a way really they were saved by their parents but, but they, they feel like they feel like they the parents left them to be the survivor, and they at times are like, "Well, why couldn't I just be with my people?" Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like it, there is a deliberate action by on behalf of the parents, and that's the same with uh, on Once Upon a Once Time. Once Upon a Time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it still yeah. feels like an abandonment. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, let me see the. Oh, um, this is a, an older one. But do you remember in Batman Returns? Yeah. So Batman Returns, the the story of uh, Penguin. His parents actually like put him in a in a little, uh, like they literally abandoned him. Like they they kind of put him in a basket in the water and kind of have him float away. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> In that case, I mean, and that's like a horrible story because they 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 think that he's like disfigured, so they don't want to they don't want to deal with him, you know. And and you know, we've worked with kids who like they don't they they don't know why their parents gave them up for adoption, or they don't know why their parents aren't with them anymore, and they can make up all these different reasons, um, you know, that that you don't really know, and that's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that particular uh, interpretation of uh, of the penguin is really sad. Is really sad. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any specific examples in X Men, but I feel like there are a lot of examples in X Men of uh, abandonment and feeling um, abandoned by parents who don't necessarily um, like the way you look because you're a mm-hmm. mutant or being yeah. a mutant. Um, like I, I, I haven't read enough X-Men to be able to um, cover that, but it's in the X-Men movies all over the yeah. place. So yeah. there's That's that true. too. That's yeah. true. Hmm. I'll see if, if I come up with any, if I think of any more that fall on these, we can always go back. Yeah. Um, so the next one is parental mental health issues. Hmm. Hmm. So this is something that there's a there's a there's a wide range here, right? Of what is what is a mental health issue, right? So, um, without going into into specific examples, like something that you do see often is like maybe an alcoholic parent, maybe a, a parent with a with an addiction, um, older parents who are dealing with dementia. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. You see things like that. Specifically, um, the TV show oh, this is probably this is definitely not like for kids. <laughs> but you could uh-huh. you could take scenes from the show Shameless, I've talked about in the mm-hmm. past, where you know, it's a group of kids and they, you know, the father is alcoholic and the and the, the mother has bipolar disorder and they've dealt with that their entire lives. And you see everything from like their fear of becoming their parents to how they have to deal with what the parents are going through, you know, and mm-hmm. how they have to kind of step up and, and what effect that has. And, and yeah, you see like social services involved and, and it shows something that, you know, you don't explicitly see in, in a lot of media. Like that one's, mm-hmm. that one's a little harder. Yeah. So I can think of um, it. I mean, being a villain isn't necessarily mental illness, but you could look at things like the runaways um, yeah. and the descendants um, yeah. where the yeah, parents, the parents are the villains and the bad guys and what it means to have to deal with that and have the pressure of that on your own, on, on yourself. Um, another thing I was thinking of was, um, God, I'm probably going to get it wrong, but isn't, uh, isn't Stephanie Brown's parent mm-hmm. like yeah. dad yeah, yeah. a villain? That is probably a really good example of that. I have been reading um, detective comics in um, the Rebirth uh, yeah. series, and there's a lot of not a lot of, but it comes up uh, quite a bit about like feeling um, the pressure to to be good. Um, and uh, be a hero because of the the and the and the stigma of all this the the burden of all this baggage from her father being a villain. Um, yeah, the origin story of Stephanie Brown is that she becomes the the spoiler, a, a, right? The spoiler to spoil her father's uh, plans, right? Yeah, and uh, another one, um, I Kill Giants. The the main character, her mother is sick. But you don't actually know what her what's wrong with her mom until practically the end. So every time she talks about her mother and what she's going through, it's scribbled on. Like the 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 speech bubble is scribbled on. Mm-hmm. So in a way, that could represent anything. You know, her reaction. She's a very small child, actually, and she is she's she's coping with her mother's scribble right whatever mm-hmm. whatever it is her blank um in a variety of ways you know including and she does actually see see a counselor and she acts out and there's and she talks about how she feels and how it's not fair so that's actually a really good one mm-hmm. because you can fill it again you can fill in that blank yeah and like i said being a villain is not necessarily mental illness um it, in you know comics and and uh, superhero world and fantasy it tends to be a corollary um but like you can compare it to it but um no yeah. one's saying that having mental illness means that you are a villain um but i do like the example and i'm going to go back to once upon a time of regina um and uh henry ha- having to deal with her um struggle with uh her evil Hen- side. Henry, her father, or Henry, Henry her, her son, her son, her oh, adoptive her son. Right. son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Henry, yeah, no, her right. son, dealing with her struggle with um, whether she's going to be a hero or a villain, and her internal struggle of let. And he believes in her, and like when she lets him down, like how that feels. 
um, or when yeah. she's able to overcome these these hardships and and be the hero he knows she can be, um, and what that is like. And there's some good um, examples of what it's like for her, um, and that might be good for a kid to see, like what it's like for her to to struggle with um, these internal demons she's fighting, um, and sometimes yep. external demons in this show. <laughs> Yeah. Um, actually, so the next one is parental uh, substance abuse, which is which would be would fall exactly what we're saying. And I think mm-hmm. I think especially with younger kids, probably, you know, the feeling that the character is going through dealing with these parents who are, um, yeah, who are villains. Right. I think that the feeling of, well, that's like that's I'm, I'm worried about them or I don't mm-hmm. want to be that way or like that's. That's like it has a ne- it can have a negative effect on me, mm-hmm. or it makes my heart life harder. All of that is is super relatable. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, uh, domestic violence is next on the list. Domestic violence. This one's a little harder. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're looking at trying to. I mean, older kids, it, it might be easier to find something, um, and teenagers, but. Um, yeah, I get it. so so I think um, one that definitely addresses this is um, irredeemable. Yeah, um, he actually there's it applies for a lot of these things because he is a he's in the foster care system and he's moved from house to house and partially the reason why he's moved to house to house is because he has these powers. And his parents eventually, like all his foster uh, parents, eventually, like they're just too scared of him. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost certain that at one of them, at one of the houses, the there is domestic violence in the house, and he and he steps up to the father or to someone in the house, and he hurts them. I believe that's something that that happens in Irredeemable. Hmm. I'm trying to think. There's a couple episodes of, and like I said, it's going to be for like teenagers or or, or middle school yeah. kids. But there's a couple episodes of Supernatural that deal with domestic violence. Hmm. Um, and there's only one that I can't remember which episode it is. Um, but it's one where Bobby um, is going through his memories. Um, and he realizes that one of his toughest memories is... Um, and this may not be necessarily the best thing to show kids now that I think about it, but he, he's going through his memories and, um, he steps up to his father who, um, beat him and his mother. And I think he kills his father. So that may not be the best example, but it is an example. Um, Hmm. So I think that, you know, domestic violence, I'm going to put emotional um, abuse in there mm-hmm. too, right? Not just yeah. physical. And because sometimes on um, maybe in a show, they only show one thing or the other, right? But the, I believe we can, we can kind of put them together. And again, like a lot of fairy tales, there's, mm-hmm. there's just like this horrible parent, right? Cinderella. This, this, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This evil stepmother, right? Or it's like, oh, you know, what's, what's happening? Or, um, Rapunzel, uh, Tangle. That was, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the one I just thought of, right? Like she is horrible to Rapunzel. And, and that one actually like also separation from family. That one's actual mm-hmm. separation from family and not yeah. abandonment. Yeah. Ooh, how could I forget that one? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. Oh man, there's, 
Oof. Yeah, no, I, that 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 one's a little harder. I can't think. I can't think of anything explicit. And and again, like I think emotional abuse could be a big, uh, like a a good parallel, right? Where the feelings of the characters who are experiencing it or who are around it might be affected. Maybe the Lion King. I'm thinking about Mufasa getting killed by um, by Scar. It may not be uh. like a, but no, no, no. But I'm saying like. there's that and then through his whole life Simba feels like it's his fault that it happened actually um uh Harry Potter oh yeah might be a better thing oh definitely the way the Dursleys treat treat him him. (laughs) yeah they treat him horribly you know and and they don't they don't smack him around but they lock him in a cupboard (laughs) yeah 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 they're definitely abusive yeah I don't think I don't think Lion King I don't think like Scar just straight up murders Mufasa. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's family. It's still family. That is that is family. Yeah, but again, it's like it's not like I, I think a big part of the domestic violence part is is having to live in that environment when this type that's of true. thing is going on. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, so so no Lion King. <laughs> but Whatever. Definitely, yeah, it's a it's def- a good it's a good analogy. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, and again, that, I think that's one of those that's one of those things where a character might talk about it, but it's not necessarily portrayed mm-hmm. in the medium. You know, right. like you know the effects of it, but you don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there, there's more examples. Like there, there's like hints of it that I can see, like different stories, different movies I've seen where like maybe it's not the main character, but his friend, you know, is dealing with mm-hmm. that at home, and they talk about it, but they don't show it. I'm pretty sure there's an example of it in the Fosters, which I keep bringing up. But I think I think there's an example of that in in the Fosters somewhere, um, especially because there's these kids have been removed from their homes and um, the some of the younger ones have. Uh, oh, there is one. One of the girls has an is a teenager who has an abusive relationship. Um, he doesn't necessarily hit her, but it's a very controlling uh, relationship, and yeah, it doesn't end very well. <laughs> Now this is this is uh, the other day I was actually thinking about this and this is not a good example this is the complete opposite but um I really like the show Family Guy and <laughs> there are scenes that have happened throughout the years where the family is literally kicking the shit out of each other mm-hmm. and the other the day I was Simpsons. thinking too Yeah well <laughs> oh yeah like Homer is constantly like strangling choking Bart uh, yeah so so those are not positive examples. Mm-hmm. I can kind of think, you know, different. Like that's definitely a conversation starter, yeah. right? Um, because because it is messed up, and and as funny as it looks, the, I don't know why the other day I was I was thinking about how messed up it is, and how messed up it is to laugh at something like that. And I think there's an episode of The Simpsons where Bart actually says something, and is like, "Homer, why do you do this to me?" Like. <laughs> I think there is an episode. That might be the Simpsons movie. I don't know. <laughs> ah, who knows? Somebody knows. I don't know. <laughs> In 20 some odd years, what, almost 30 years, maybe 30 years of television, I think there's an episode where they do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so adjusting into a new setting, new country, or new foster home, etc. is the next one. Um, and- Wonder Woman is an example yeah. of adjusting to a new country and a new setting and, and a whole new culture. Um, um, Captain America? Mm-hmm. 
taken out of his timeline, put in a completely different time period. And and that example in the movies is actually uh, a pretty good example, too. Um, yeah. Way more relatable. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he's brought to now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I wonder that'll be interesting because in, in the first Captain America movie, like you see him only in his original timeline and then afterwards you see him in the present. But in Wonder Woman, we're going to see her. In both. Like, both, but both both of those environments will be foreign to, yeah. <laughs> to viewers in a way. Yeah. But 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 her adjusting to a new setting, like that's a huge part of Wonder Woman. Not only we know that's going to happen in the movie, it happens in the animated movie, it happens in it, the comic books. It's repeatedly. happening right now in the year one. Um, yeah. Every time they retell their story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but right now is a really good retelling. I think. Um, I'm 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 really. I'm really happy with uh, Greg Rucka's um, year one and what he's been doing since that, which it just got collected into a trade paperback. And again, these two are these two are good examples because they're they're already grown up, so they they are adjusting, right? It's not like mm-hmm. and actually actually Supergirl goes with the same thing because she's a teenager. Yeah. Superman mm-hmm. not so much because he's a Superman's a baby, so he grows up in Kansas. He doesn't know any different. Yeah. But but Supergirl is a teenager. That's another good example. Mm-hmm. She goes through the same type of thing that, that Wonder Woman goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, there's a new, the new America Chavez um, comic book. I've only read the first issue. So so I haven't read it, but she, and, and it may not be addressed um, in this current run, but I know she's from a parallel world. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, and I know that she's like, she used to go to school in that parallel world, and then she's brought to this one where things are very different. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if 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 when after Secret Wars everything was kind of retconned, like it was for like Miles Morales. Um, he's technically in a different world, but he really doesn't know it, as far as I can tell. Huh, yeah. Um. Yeah, and and then again, a lot of the examples that we that we brought up before definitely apply to that too. Like, again, once upon a time, again, she literally gets pulled from the real world into a fantasy world. So do several other characters throughout the show. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so does every other character in the show well, because no, no, when the no, show but, started. But, but sometimes at some point you see, like, their worlds merge in their head and they're able to adjust to both. But, like, when Hook gets pulled from the Enchanted Forest, when Captain Hook gets pulled from the Enchanted Forest, um, he has no idea what anything is in our world. Like, what's a cell phone? What is this? I don't I don't understand. Um, but some yeah. of them, when the curse breaks, they have the memories of both worlds and are able to kind of incorporate it into their heads. All right. So the next one is refusing to go to school. Now, this one's kind of hard for me. Refusing to go to school. So I'm thinking of stories of a reluctant hero, right? Yeah, so so yeah. stories of like anti-heroes and things like that where they don't want to do a thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. I can't think of one in particular that might work. Man, refusing to go to school is hard. As someone who hates mm-hmm. school. I mean, if you wanted to show the effects of not going to school, like, I don't know. This is this is a stretch, but Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, uh, when she doesn't go to school, she goes and gets beat up by things. I don't. I mean, that's a that's a stretch. I yeah, I won't allow it. <laughs> don't don't allow that one. Um, but there is there is actually one part of the story where she 
She'd rather be doing something else, so she actually gets these clones made of her. Yes, that to one substitute is h- her. hilarious. And, yeah, and because they're all like goofy, silly clones. <laughs> uh huh. But but then it becomes scary because there's so many of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- but just that idea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of maybe of that, that can definitely get a conversation. Yeah, you need to be in school. The, like, well, of like, <laughs> like, well, if you could be in more places than once, what, what would you do? And what would you, what would your clone do here? What would they do there? Like, what would you be missing out on? Um, even and like a conversation, like, what would you be missing out on? What are you avoiding? What would you rather send a clone to do? You could probably open up conversations yeah. for a lot of things, like. Oh, like, so you don't want to experience this and you don't want to experience that and you don't like this. I yeah, need to write could... all that stuff down and find that issue and put it in the library. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that one's a little harder. And then, so, and then her last point was depression, anxiety, and self harm. So that's a lot. Um, I don't know why I didn't separate it into three. <laughs> yeah. But um, self harm. So I'm trying to think – so, I mean, 13 Reasons Why we see a character that has, you know, that that we know has cut herself. I'm trying to think. What character do you see that has cut herself that you know? Um, what's her name? Um, the girl that works at the coffee shop. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. I've seen people talk about cutting with Hannah, and I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, there's – You no, cannot – you cannot nope. – that's apples and oranges. You yep, yep, yep. Su- not the same thing. Yeah. Cutting and yeah, remember, she's suicidal got like, ideation is not yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I was right. You were, you were right. I just forgot <laughs> about her. Oh, I forgot her name. Sad. Yeah. A sky. Sky, yeah. I don't I don't know. Most of the time in especially in superhero comics, self harm is like associated with heroism. Like, I'm gonna hurt myself by like being a hero and um, so, so in in all new X Men X twenty three, that was a big issue that came up recently, where oh. she was purposefully putting herself in harm's way, and mm-hmm. and you know, and, and the way they framed it was that you know another character was like, you're doing this to essentially inflict pain upon yourself because you know mm-hmm. you can't die, right? Like you're doing these things to feel something. Um, that addresses it very kind of very clearly. And uh, I'm picturing like scenes of of something where or where someone said, uh, "I'm just trying to feel" or something like that. And oh, we talked about S Town recently. Yeah, um, that's something that came up. Yeah, I mean, again, that's an issue that comes up. I don't think it, it it's always addressed directly. So, also, there are like we're we're talking about um, we're trying to like we're we're looking at the things that we know. But I'm I'm sure that there's a lot of maybe young adult novels, um, which and and I don't mean young like I mean purposely written about younger people, you know, mm-hmm. not just like fantasy and and, and sci-fi mm-hmm. uh, novels, you know that that are that probably address this um, um, very clearly. But that, those aren't I don't read many books like that. Mm-hmm. Just like I I probably would have never read Thirteen Reasons Why. I read a lot of young show, adult you know? I read a lot of young adult comics and and young adult books and nothing I'm sure there's stuff that's there I just haven't it hasn't come to mind um while we're talking oh, you know actually, what we should actually, do Josue we should ask this like p- put this list to the Facebook group 
and yeah, see yeah, and get yeah. some ideas. Um, people have been pretty active lately, which has been awesome. Um, yeah. And we should ask them and maybe kind of check in with whoever and kind of list it off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I want, I want to make a comprehensive list. But I like the thought process of what we're going through. You know, the, yeah, the, yeah. The idea because it doesn't have to be a specific thing. And maybe, maybe the things that we're alluding to, you have an idea, a story in mind, or a story that your clients might know. Because, mm-hmm. like, we can talk about once upon a time all day, but it, that's not a show for everybody. I don't mm-hmm. even watch it anymore. I watched it for four seasons religiously. Oh, I'm I watching it anymore. now. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but it's like and, you know. And it's I not told something... you you should have watched last season because it was so. But you can't make me, and that's the point. <laughs> yes, I can, damn it. Watch it, this way. Regina's um, actually, story got so good. And you know I'm such a Regina fangirl. <laughs> yes. Uh, so in in uh, The Magicians, um, they definitely um, address self-harm and mm-hmm. – yeah, that's pretty explicit there. Um, again, like I'm not bringing up specific uh, episodes, but The Magicians is kind of – it's definitely more like for for older kids if kids are yeah. going to watch it. Um, yeah, that self-harm is a hard one. I mean, I, yeah. f- I feel like – Actually, I mean, we, we have a couple of examples actually already. Yeah. We probably – we did okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like there might be something somewhere in Supernatural, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's more of an addiction thing with um, Sam drinking demon's blood. Um, yeah. Well, that, I mean, again, like there might be parallels in the discussion and the in the monologues and the, the yeah. feelings regarding, um, you know, feeling or self-sabotage or like all these different things, putting yourself in harm's way. Like there's probably different things that you could – that might be closer to, to what your client is experiencing um, that might be helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, that the idea – again, the, the way we're talking about it now is like to get people to talk about something – like let's assume that all of these issues that we're bringing up – we want like we know our clients are experiencing them, but they don't want to talk about it. One possible way that that we use is to bring up stories where where something similar might be happening, and it might be a story that they already know, but it might be a story that we can introduce to them. And it's not even necessarily a story that is spot on. Um, it's some. It can be something that the the feelings behind it are similar. Um, like yeah, with the abandonment or yeah. It could be like with the Superman thing. It's not necessarily that, you know, they, they were taken away, but because they are no longer with their parents, maybe it's if it's not a spot on, sometimes it's easier for a kid to talk about. Um, sometimes when you get the story perfectly, like, and it lines up, oh my gosh, this is exactly what is what what is going on for me. Um, sometimes it's that may magic, be too close and to sometimes home. it's too close for home. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, like these are all fictional narratives, right? For that same purpose. Like, can we get, can we get close to it? Can we just kind of spark a conversation? Because the truth is um, there are different forms of media. You can go on YouTube and Google any of these issues, um, ask uh, maybe with the word story after, and you might find somebody talking about it. And you might mm-hmm. find something as simple as a, bl- as a vlog, like someone just um, telling their story to the camera. You might see something more polished, like a like a, a moth storytelling type of story. Um, you might have an interview, right, with someone. And of course, there are autobiographies. There, there, there's lots of different media that we can go to that explicitly talk about these issues. Mm-hmm. And and. Those are absolutely relatable, right? Um, I think that that the key here is that there's someone, right, who is 
there to to help process this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just you know go watch Once Upon a Time and you're gonna feel better. That's that's not what we're saying. It's no, like, you got to talk about it with somebody and and yeah. and process what the characters are feeling and what what the client is feeling. Yep, and and the point that you made, you know, like it might be too, it might be too real, it might be too close, it might be, it it may, you know, someone may not want to read a story about something like that. You know, mm-hmm. that's why, like, getting like be, being a few layers removed from it and just yeah. coming close to it in terms of the a similar feeling is, in my opinion, kind of the the best way to address something, especially when it's when it's a more sensitive topic for that person or when they really they don't seem to want to talk about it. Well, and sometimes it works out really well, um, but but sometimes it's too close. I remember a story of um, there was someone who uh, worked with me and asked me for an idea for a client they were working with who um, he had recently become injured and he had dreams of being an MMA fighter um, and he was really depressed. And I suggested to him, he was like 17 or 18 at the time, um, and I suggested Daredevil Yellow. Um, and, um, that story had, I mean, he found this like corollary in it where his, his dad's a boxer and, um, and, uh, that he, because Daredevil becomes, becomes blind, he has this disability. And so it was just enough removed, but just close enough that the kid really connected with it. And, and it really broke the ice that this, there was this barrier between him and the and my coworker, and um, her reading that and sharing that with him um, really opened things up. But it, once again, it's not it was spot on, but it wasn't too spot on. Like it was a disability that he could kind of relate to, but not really. I mean, the kid wasn't blind, yeah. but he yeah. he had some other physical injury. So something like Batman Nightfall, like might work in a similar situation, right? Where where Batman is essentially taken out of commission mm-hmm. and like he's in a wheelchair, right? Again, like this person wasn't in a wheelchair and they weren't Batman. <laughs> right. right. But the feelings that Bruce Wayne goes through where he's like, this is my life. Like, this is what I want to do. Now I can't do it. What What do I do? Right. What does that mean? And regardless of the, of, of the, the cause or the end result those feelings um, in between are what we kind of, you know, we we think have potential to mm-hmm. to spark a a conversation or or help somebody understand maybe the way that they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we did okay. I we think did, we did all we right. Did, we did pretty good. There were a lot of like mm, uh, moments, but but we did pretty good. We did all right. Yeah. And so again, this was our mental health awareness month talk uh, on. Talking about mental health. <laughs> meta. Super meta. The way this is the way that this is this is kind of our go-to way, right? This is is not the only way. It may it, sometimes it's not even what we do most of the time. It's just a very I, I find it very useful. Um, especially and you know, I'm gonna link to that Vox article because the the fifteen year old yeah. in particular said a few things that I thought were really interesting about how, well, you know, like a lot of the stuff wasn't relatable to me, but some of it was. Mm-hmm. And and you don't know what effect like a story could have on someone or already has had on someone. That's why, you know, a, a good idea might be just to find out what stories they're currently consuming or they like, and there might be something there. And it's not easy. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. kind of why we, we want to build this library. But the library is designed to 
like do what we just did now, just to give you an idea, a place to start with and and kind of get you in that mindset and kind of move you in a direction of thinking about um, these issues differently with some sort of parallel to to maybe a fictional version or, or another story, something that's close um, related but relatable. Good job, Lara. Good job, Josue. I think we I think we got this. We did all right. We did all right. Let us yeah. know if, if you think we did all right. <laughs> and let us know if there's anything for any of those topics that please we didn't yep. we didn't cover because <laughs> we only know what we've seen and read and and yep. I'm, there's lots of other people that have read plenty of other things and seen plenty of other things. If you want to help us, you have options. You can just email us. You can just call us out on Facebook or Twitter. The best way to do it is to use our Geek Therapy Library short form. The link is in the description for this episode. So just look at your phone or or, or on the post online and uh, you can click on that link and there's a really short form that you can just fill out with kind of the topic. You can pick any of the ones we mentioned here or something else and the media and maybe a quick blurb on like, I think this would be a good parallel for like, oh look, this story addresses domestic violence and you guys didn't mention it and it was super obvious. <laughs> and, and then we'll, and then we'll come back and we'll apologize. Yeah, tell us. <laughs> but how we will thank we are. you. <laughs> yeah, but we'll thank you. We'll thank you very, very much. Um, that's kind of that's kind of the goal right now. And we can't possibly, as we've demonstrated here, we can't watch every 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 TV show and movie. We can't read every book. There are a lot of stories out there that that are valuable, mm-hmm. and we would love your help too. Um, as much as know. I would love to watch everything and read everything, I I can't. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, yeah. So so definitely help us out that way. And for more Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.com, at Geek Therapy on Twitter. Lara is at Geek Therapist on Twitter. I am Josue A. Cardona on Twitter. And definitely check out uh, some of our other podcasts. We're doing mental health awareness stuff across multiple shows. And we did just do that roundtable that I will also be putting on the feed shortly. Thank you, Lara. Thanks, Josue. Talk to you next week. Next week. You've just listened to Geek Therapy on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. 